Hey guys, Tom Ulrich and Sean Quigley here from the podcast What's Going On Here? You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And to get in touch with us, uh, just go to our Facebook page and leave a message or email us at what's going on here podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to another episode of What's Going On Here. My name is Tom Ulrich. To my right is young Mr. Sean Quigley. Sean? Yes, hello. I'm uh, uh, back. You're back after a one-show hiatus? Yeah, I'm, but I heard the fans, the outcry of few. Yes, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> there was that whole like hashtag Team Quigley going on. Remember that well, you said that yeah. I was like... You were mm-hmm. feeling put upon by me with all my Americanness, and, and I know here. I did. I did. I think yeah, I did hear in the last uh, episode a little bit of a little kind of little racist kind of voices coming in, like putting on people. Oh, do you remember the ladies putting on these little, these little quaint little voices, trying to <laughs> pre- trying to pr- pretend something or other? I don't know. So you know, I'm one, it's a, a little. Uh, I wouldn't say it's baiting, but it was. You know, it was. It feel a little, uh, a little xenophobic, perhaps. A little xenophobic, perhaps. But you know, I, I got over it. So okay, all right, well, I got over it. Yes, that's right. They're trying. They're trying. Well, we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Oh, in case people didn't hear that, that was me opening up our beer. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about it a little bit before the show, and the ladies were like, "Okay, you do Quigley," and I was like. <laughs> I can't. I I haven't listened to him enough that way to actually <laughs> even begin to stop because all I could really get with it was like, well, sometimes when I when I do things a lot, then that's it. That, that, that's, that's, <laughs> my quickly, that's my quickly limitation. Nice. That's, that's as far as it goes. So I wonder. I wonder. I wonder, I wonder if I can try and do you. Um. So. So welcome to another. Uh, um, Oh, what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> uh, with me, uh, Tomo Lovrick, and the uh, the uh, uh, young Mr. Sean Quigley. Uh, uh, it's close. I mean, it's not. It's not very good. I'm, not, I'm probably not going to be professional. Uh, you know, here's the thing. It, it, <laughs> If that really was my, I'd be employed so much more if that was really how I sounded. That's how I hear you. Well, thank you. I'm glad you do. And so I'm in, I'm employable is what you're saying. Mm, in your yeah. Ears. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> very good. Yeah. So uh, those of you that know our show, uh, 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 we have a format that we follow. We watch a show that few people have or a movie that few people have seen or heard of. Mm. And then we watch the middle 20 minutes of an episode or a movie. And try to figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And then we also review local eateries and local brews whenever possible. Yes. And today's uh, show is uh, not sure if it's from mainland China or Taiwan because it did say mm. that the episode was in Mandarin. Is it, I, I, I'm, yeah, I share my ignorance here. Um, is that indicative of something? Well, it, there's languages. Speaking of ignorance, and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong on this, but the main languages are Mandarin and Cantonese. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandarin, I believe, is the official language of China, mm. and I'm not sure if it is of Taiwan or not. Hmm. 
But anyway, the language spoken was Mandarin, and of course, yep. so that means we turned off the subtitles right away to help us figure out exactly what's going on here. Yes. Yes. And I'm not fluent in Mandarin, are you? Um, I am. I I'm very weak. Very weak Mandarin. Ah, uh, okay. Or I mean, I, what I should say is, I'm used to a more formal dialect, a more oh. trained, precise oh, oh, Mandarin. The Emperor's Mandarin. <laughs> Indeed, the Emperor's Mandarin. That's what I'm used to. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> right, this was, you know, I mean, it was yes. like they might as well like have been peasants, speaking. Yes, oh, yes. oh, it was. It, it was, was like, like the a Queen peasant. saying Happy Peasants Day yesterday. Yes, yes, you yes. That one, I did you? like that. I shared that also. That was my. Um, <laughs> I always, I always. It always surprises me the amount of people that I will get that will ask me around the 4th of July whether I celebrate the 4th of July. And it's like, it's very strange because it's like, I mean, obviously people just don't think about it for a second or like what it really is. They're so used to it just being, it's Independence Day, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, I mean, it's like, it's the day, it's the day when you beat England and... Um, which is hilarious to me because it's the idea, because it's a, I'm all for you know freedom and all, all the rest, uh-huh. but I love how the Fourth of July is focused around it's saying like you know that was our inner freedom. That's when freedom was born. Um, I even noticed the other day for the first time. I've seen it a lot, but I've never noticed it in Newbridge Landing, which is near. It's a town near here. Um, there's a sign in Newbridge Landing that says the bridge that saved a nation yes, during yes. the Revolutionary War. Yes, and I was reading. I'm thinking, saved a nation. Like, like it's almost like it was World War Two and the Nazis were going to win. Like, yeah. save them from what exactly? Save the nation from being England. <laughs> yes. And it's like, what did you save themselves from? National health, you know, tea and biscuits, the exactly. Queen. Bad I mean, teeth, though. You got to. Uh, that's true. I guess teeth, yeah. that, that you saw true. that on The Simpsons, the Big Book of British Smiles. Yes. They were getting yep. loose of races, so you know there is that. I did think that's funny, but the idea of that, the freedom, is so <laughs> like so. I mean, the fault of like so that freedom is like like yeah. It's like it's I, I, wait, the wait, English. And, and to be fair, it's also the day we freed ourselves from the alien invasion thanks to Will Smith and uh, well no yes oh, see that sorry. I'm behind <laughs> Harry Connick sacrificed himself valiantly you mm. know and Jeff Goldblum smoked a cigar with Will Smith and saved the planet yes that makes more sense I that I'm behind I'm behind that as yeah. a uh, that's yeah that's more my independence day than the you know the yeah, actual yeah, independence the day 1776 right aliens are way cooler anyway yeah, yeah. Although, I, I, nothing I've realized recently, again with the 4th of July and freedom, mm-hmm. is I found a new favorite thing in life, one of my f- new favorite things, okay. which is to, if there's a lull in conversation or if I want to sort of change the um, mood amongst people, uh-huh. works especially with people that I don't know very well, okay. is I just start crying um <laughs> off feigning crying you know i'm an actor but i would just start just like, all of a sudden i just put my hand on my eyes and i would just start to, ooh, ooh, ooh. i mean it's not you know it's not very genuine crying but still you know i give it the ooh, ooh, ooh. and then people will say what what what's going on what's happening with you and i say i just love america so much <laughs> i just i just love freedom <laughs> Oh, oh, it's one of my favorite things to do. If ever I see the American flag 
or an uh, eagle uh, or anything like that, I will just I just kind of control myself. <laughs> with eagles, you got to be careful because he might like think you're like cowering like a prey animal, and he might swoop down and take. You That's out. true. Well, yeah, I don't see too many actually. More like pictures of eagles. You get a lot uh, of pictures uh, of yes, eagles. Yes, this is true. The ironically, very juxtapositioning. The only eagle, like bald eagles, I've ever seen in my life have been in relatively small cages in American zoos. Really? Which is kind of funny. We had them around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow, I've you, never you seen can see, one. If you walk along the Hackensack, you'll probably see them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whew, that's cool. The, uh, Ordell Reservoir. They, they have oh. a nest up there. And, we like, and I remember seeing one and going like, oh my goodness, and telling Annie about it, my wife. And, and she was like, oh, I wish I could see one. And we literally, and, and we're coming up to the reservoir where it kind of like the one road that, uh, if you go off the south, well, off of Schrollenberg, and then you come towards the reservoir, heading towards Knickerbocker, and we pull up, and it's like a T intersection. And she had just been thinking to herself, "Oh man, I wish I could have seen an eagle." Yeah, I'm driving, mm. and like out of like the old Mutual Omaha show, an eagle literally lands and goes claws first in the water and grabs something, a bald eagle, oh, and wow. flies away. And, and we're both like, and she's like slapping me, going like, "Did you see that?" And I'm like. I mean, thankfully, there was no traffic around us, so we just like stood there in awe for like three minutes, yeah, just like exclaiming and jumping up and down in the car. But uh, oh wow, no, they, they, they have, oh, I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah, they'll have quite a few bald eagles around here for a while. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. It is. I'd like to see that. Yeah. yeah, I've only seen them in cages. There's huh. in the Bronx Zoo. There's a sad one that sits there in a cage. I'm like, why? Is this it's so sad? It's I mean, so sad. it's you know sitting there just <laughs> like oh well. <clears throat> so, bunch of communists, these Bronx Zoo people. Eh? Yes, seriously. Um, so we watched this. So back to the show, Unriddled, episode one, middle mm-hmm. twenty minutes. Yeah. Uh, the eatery that we are reviewing this week is Crossroads Deli on Hickory Avenue, I believe, in Burtonfield. Um, go see Andy, Keith, Steve, the guys over there. They make great sandwiches. You had the Blake. The Blake. Uh, on a hero, which was basically chicken cutlet with uh, mozzarella, bacon, hot sauce, and lettuce and tomatoes. Uh, and it was also ranch. And ranch dressing, yeah. that's right, yes. And I had the Jake. Uh, coincidentally enough, it didn't, didn't even occur to me until like I saw the order afterwards. I was like, oh, we're riding today. Blake and Jake. Oh, the Blake and Jake. The Blake and Jake, yeah. Indeed. Uh, and mine was chicken cutlet with American cheese, bacon, and Thousand Island dressing mm-hmm. with lettuce and tomato. And first of all, the sandwiches were huge. Very big. On the hero. I mean, they were huge. If if you really want a, like a big lunch sandwich or even a good breakfast sandwich, because I've gotten breakfast sandwiches there very often, and they do this breakfast wrap if you don't want like all that bread, mm-hmm. bacon, egg, and cheese, and they'll either put whole fries or hash brown in there. Oh. Yeah. And it's just delish. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had those and then our beer, which I'm going to pour now for our listeners is Brooklyn summer ale from the Brooklyn brewery. It's a 5% ABV beer. And since it's summer, I figured, yeah, why not go for summer? Ale? It's here we go. Oh, listen to that. Oh, that's a lovely golden color isn't it mm-hmm. oh yes that's nice it's got a nice head on it mm. well cheers my friend cheers let's indeed. have a let's have a gulp and see what's in all that 
Oh. Hmm. That was very nice. That's very nice. Yes, indeed. That was not what I was expecting. It's kind of citrusy. Yeah, because it's called an ale. I I imagined it would be kind of like more, you know, more, I don't know, ale-y. It's very, to me, that tastes very much like a lager, like a very... It um, does. It's, it, it is kind of lagery. Mm. Well, let's see. It says... Flavorful pale ale made from warm weather, made for warm weather adventures. British two-row barley adds oh. breadness, while German and American hops bring a clean bitterness and bright floral aroma. It's a sunny pale ale, Brooklyn style. Well, I have to say this is a real easy beer to drink mm. in the hot months. Oh yeah, say. this is a great, a great warm weather beer. Yep, yep, indeed. Ah, very nice. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Good job, Brooklyn Brewery, once again. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Amy's going to be nice. upset that she missed the beer episode, which surprised uh, me. Like, yeah. and, and I don't know if you listened to the episode, and Amy confessed that she's more of a beer girl. And I was just like, mm-hmm. that's rather rare. And I'm not trying to be like sexist or anything but in my experience most of the women i meet are not into beer Mm. i think it's um i think a lot of you know younger generation i I feel like a lot of younger girls are i've met i feel like a lot of females my age my generation do drink beer more more than certainly you know my mum's generation or obviously my great i don't know it's different in England. England is different. I was going to say Europe is different. Period. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. So I'm not sure over here. In England, it's different because I know plenty of old, old ladies who would drink a beer. My mom, my mom will drink a beer. Um, she prefers wine, but she won't have a problem with a beer. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 honestly like I can count on my hand. Like Annie's sister, she'll have beer. She likes beer. Mm. Annie won't even look at it. You know. Yeah. Like her mom won't even look, you know, just like, mm. like they'll enjoy a Lambic, mm-hmm. but Lambic is, you know, a beer, but it's kind of like a, if nobody's ever had, it's basically like a fruit beer. Yeah. That almost tastes like a, a, a fruit soda, really, because it's like tart and, and sweet and all that, but it packs a ton of alcohol in it, so. Well, that was all the rage. I think that's one of the reasons women don't drink beer, at least in England, kind of about my age, sort of within my generation, but a little older, it was a big boom in like the nineties mm-hmm. of that kind of, of, um, I guess you'd call them so, alco pops. Oh, okay. It became very popular. Hooch was the first one. Hooch was the first one. And then there was like Bacardi breezes and, Oh yeah. That, the, the, the coolers, the coolers, it. archers, yeah. aqua and all these yeah, drinks yeah, that yeah, were, yeah, um, yeah. became huge. Very, very, very popular. Yeah. 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 And everyone drank those. Um, well, Amy, this is for you if you're listening. I know she's performing this weekend and next, uh, no, this upcoming week. This upcoming weekend, I think she's uh, at the French Festival, Ladies in Waiting, she's performing Mm -hmm. down in D.C. Oh, it's in D.C.? It's in D.C. Yes, yes. That's quite a trek. Yeah, yeah, but hey, you know, Amy's going to do great. Yeah, I'm sure she will. Hi, Angela. We miss you here. Sean misses you guys because he missed you guys. Yeah, that's true. I do miss that. We need to have them back. Yes, absolutely. They're very good. I thought they picked up on, on the spiel very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I'd say it'd be nice to inject some feminine energy around here, but yes. between us two, it's pr- they probably inject more masculine energy. Mm, some. 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 I mean, you know. Yeah. Not all of it. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> but, but still, but still, that yeah, that'd be nice. It's nice to have you know more people. More. Yeah. Like, I'm working uh, on my friend actually, and he said um, he'd be more than happy to do it. Oh great! Yeah, um, and I, I you know I wanted to make sure. So I was like. Just make sure you don't get in trouble with work for doing this. And he was like, no. He was like, is there some kind of conflict with sports or anything? And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> we talked about no. movies and food and beer. And he was like, yeah, this shouldn't be a yeah. problem. So, no, I mean, I think. And, he, and he's a funny guy, too. So it should be. I have an, I think I have another. Um, I have someone else potentially that we might score. A wild card, yeah, that would be not good. The king. No, not the king. <laughs> not the king. Close. Close. Uh, close second to the king? The queen? Oh, he's a knight. Oh, he's and a king. sometime... Is he a silly Sometime uh, Lord Chancellor also. He, um, he's not British, no. Um, he's about as far from it as you can get. Ooh. He, he is... Um, so that makes him... Well... Filipino? Uh, no. Oh. Jersey, you know. Oh, but still. Okay. But... but <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him on. He's um, a very interesting cat. He's um, he would be my version of uh, a sketchy Joe. Oh, very much so. The legendary sketchy yes. Joe. Yes, ah. yes. I would. I I wouldn't even want to tell you any more about my stories because I wouldn't want to spoil it. But he's the sort of person that I'd be interested to see how he did because I feel like once he starts, right, that's it. All right, and we won't get as much talking done. Whenever I, you know, it's. Forever entertaining. So we'll see. That would be okay. interesting. It would yeah. be a very different kind of yeah. show. Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. It, we'll, it, uh, well, so far, like with the guest stars, we, we, I, I thought we had good shows. Yeah. I think the audio was a bit off on the last show um, because my big mouth was closer to the microphone than the ladies. And it was a little quiet. I mean, it depends on how you listen to the podcast. Yeah. You, I'd be interested to know how people listen to this podcast. It's true. It's very odd, the idea of me thinking people listening to us. Speaking of people listening to the podcast, I'd like to give a huge shout out to like the fan base that we have in San Francisco. Oh. Because in San Francisco so far, we've had like 35 listens. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. San Francisco. Number two is Bergenfield, New Jersey. Well, okay. Okay. Makes sense. Um... We last week we had an influx of listeners from Tokyo, Japan, which was thank you very much. That was nice. I think like last week nine listens. Ooh, nine people. We're almost double digits here. Wow. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It's it's like I said, San Francisco is one. Um, Bergenfield, I think, was number two. But there's like a bunch of like California, like hmm. uh, uh, um, Palo Alto. Huh. Uh, no, not Palo Alto. Sorry, um, Menlo, Menlo Park, Menlo Park, Mountain View, California, San Jose. So quite a few listeners out in California. Hello, California. Good morning to you guys because it's morning there probably now, right? Is it? Um, what, what time is it here? It's one thirty-seven. So yes, oh, it's the morning. It so it's like ten thirty. They're enjoying their breakfast right now. Mm, or good. late breakfast, if you will. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, big thank you to all the fans. If uh, if you have some show that you think nobody's heard of and you'd like to review, uh, like us to look at the 20 minutes and try to figure out what's going on, let us know. Drop us uh, a note on our Facebook page or email us at uh, mm-hmm. what's going on here podcast.com. I have gmail.com, sorry. That's you said at podcast.com, did you say? What's that? What was the first thing you said? What was I said, mistake? what's going on here podcast at gmail.com oh i see yes okay 
Yeah. No, that'd be good. Or they need drinks. You got suggestions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or... Any drink suggestions? Yeah, sure. Oh, if you want to fly us out to California to Before taste some food, yeah, then we'll, we'll do we that also. No problems with that. No, whatsoever. no, no, no. I mean, I'll have to have a word with the king, but, you know, apart from that, it'd be fine. That's right. <laughs> yep. So, all right. So let's, let's unriddle our show, Unriddle, mm. shall we? Yes. So we started. The middle twenty minutes, which is a, was approximately eleven minutes in eleven twelve minutes into the episode. Yep. And it started with what looked like an, a police operation, and there are a bunch of good-looking young people because apparently, uh, the minute you hit the age of thirty in 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 this world, you're no longer a cop; you get kicked off the force. Because I literally saw nobody even remotely close to like mm-hmm. we're in the police station that was just like the age of thirty. Everybody looked like they were like 22. Well, there's that theory. I remember one of the original podcasts, the Ricky Gervais podcast. I don't know if you ever heard it, but Carl Pilkinson, who became a big character off that, uh-huh. an observation he made once upon a time uh-huh. is that you don't see old-ish Asian men. And I'm not saying this is true. This is an, a, an observation uh-huh. by a very interesting mind that uh-huh. is Carl Pilkinson that it's like you're young uh-huh. and then you're ancient. There's no middle. Like you just don't oh, see. Like a middle-aged person. Yeah, they just don't have as many. It's uh, like you don't see someone in their late fifties. No. It's like they don't exist. It's like they go from young no. to kind of like, you know, to just old. Mm. But that didn't hold true for um, boys over flowers, because the girls are our main protagonist. Her dad was like ironing her school uniform. Remember? And he was there. So. And he was obviously in his. 30s, 40s. Mm. So what you're saying is that theory is that is not rubbish, factual. Right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's, yeah. Interesting. Okay. That, that's my postulated hypothesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. That theory is that makes garbage. sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I think. I think if I remember the theory exactly, uh-huh. it was. It started off. It tangentially went to. Uh, you don't see middle-aged Chinese people, but uh-huh. I think it started off is you never see an old man eating a Twix. Ah, this is true. I though. believe you I see, remember that, that. That theory that holds. <laughs> it says you never see an old man eating Twix. I've never do you? seen an old man eating a Twix ever. No, in my whole life. No, I've been around either. for a while. I've never seen an old man eat Twix. No, probably won't see it until like I'm an old man and I'm going to remember it. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. Not only am I going to eat a Twix, I'm going to go live on Facebook. <laughs> in public, eat, eat that Twix in public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go in the middle of like, I don't know, uh, 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 Prospect Park or something like that, mm-hmm. Times Square. Get a Twix, put yep. myself on Facebook Live, and although at that point, my guess is we're all going to have like drones hovering over our heads. Oh yeah, Facebook Live by that point is going to be so uh, over. Oh, so over. it's going to be cold. It's going to be like VHS. Yeah, it's gonna be called. Is Facebook? What's gonna be? What's a platform that you think is coming up that's gonna take over? Uh, Snapchat. Oh, I don't know. Like uh, Chatcraft. Space. Space. Uh, space Electric. <laughs> <laughs> space Electric. That's what thank I'm going for. Thank you for the confidence boost because that Space Electric really came out kind of mouthy. My science. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Space Electric. Space Electric. Thank you. Yes. Be firm. Mm-hmm. Don't end it on an uh, upload because Is are you asking? Dark you current, alternate current, space electric. Yes, space electric. Yes, At harnessing the power of space and apples. Uh, yeah, because we're going towards green. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
It's yeah. like the power bars from The Simpsons. Once again, there's another Simpsons reference. When Homer joined the gym, did you ever see that episode? I'm sure I did. And he walks by the gym and he looks, he goes, he sees the sign and it says gym. He goes, Gime? What's a Gime? <laughs> and then he looks at the sign and he goes, Oh, a Gime. <laughs> and Homer basically goes in and starts working out. And then somebody put pedals, these like power bars, and they're like, uh, unlock the power of apples. Oh. And he's like eating these power bars. And, and, and Homer gets like jacked arms. So he's got these like huge arms, but he still has his belly. And he's eating these power bars. And one of his friends sees him eating the power bar. He says, Homer, don't eat that. They made those things out of apple cores and old Chinese newspapers. <laughs> and in the middle of bite, Homer pulls the thing out away from his mouth. He goes, ooh, Wang Fu is dead. And he keeps on chewing. <laughs> so, yeah. Unlock the power of apples, my friend. Yeah. That's what you're going to have to do. Yeah, that's the, that's the future, yeah, I think. I think so. That's going to be the platform. Yeah. Sp- what was it? Space? Space electric. Space electric apples. So space electric apples. Yeah. yeah. Or space electric cider. Mm, space <gasps> Space Electric Cider. Oh, we got the copyright on that. But cider is spelled S-I-G-H-T-E-R. Oh, God. Space Electric Cider. Cider, cider. Mm. So you can communicate instead of Facebook Live. Okay. I think we got something there. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's a little forward thinking. It's a little too advanced, perhaps. Oh, oh. For some of our listeners. I don't know, you know. Uh, Hey, man, I'm a futurist. What am I going to tell you? Yeah, well, no. I'm like Tony Stark. It's obvious. I have no money. I can tell by the the, the tinfoil t-shirt you're wearing there. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're doing a very good job not making any noise with your tinfoil t-shirt. You just, <laughs> you've mastered sitting it's, as still as... It's it's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say it comes natural to people it doesn't. It's a well, lot of hours of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I dispute yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, back to Unriddle. Unriddle. So, they're holding earpieces in their ear because there's obviously... It's like some kind of kidnapping operation. They're doing some kind of impar- uh, operation. Mm. All the police officers. And then it cuts to like a seedy warehouse, abandoned building kind of thing. And there's a bunch of people. And there's one guy sitting to the side. And I think he's the kidnap victim. Because there's a bunch of like quote unquote thugs talking. And he's kind of staying out of it. But then he gets up and goes and has a drink of water. So he's obviously in with this gang. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the police station. And they all get up and they all run out. They're all kind of badasses and they're young and their leader is a young woman who looks to be maybe 108 pounds wet. Yep. With this brick in her pocket kind mm-hmm. of thing. And um, she's obviously in charge and she's barking. Oh, that's that's what it was. So they go back to the um, they go back to the building, the CD building, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you hear somebody screaming and then you realize these thugs that are sitting in one room have a bunch of girls that are tied up in yes. a separate room. And one guy who, obviously because of the way everyone defers to him, is their leader. He picks one girl up, he smacks her once, he smacks her twice, he knocks her on the ground, and then he like stomps on her leg, and I guess Ooh, the inference yeah. was that he broke her ankle or knee or something. And then the other thugs run in and they're trying to reason with him, like, what are you doing? And then he like uh, uh, stomps on the girl's back and Hmm. I don't, I'm not sure if that was insinuating that he killed her. I mean, I feel it was like, like the it Bruce should Lee kind be. Of yeah. 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 He was, he, there was a like big cracking noise. Yeah. Big cracking there noise. There was a big, like, 
Yeah, Ugh. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, and the camera angles were interesting. Um, and the sound during the fights was. I think the production value of our podcast exceeded their budget by a good two hundred percent. Yes, it sounded like there was one point where they threw threw like a little wooden like plywood box at a window and it it, it shattered it. But it sounded like the person who recorded the sound put a microphone in like a garbage can <laughs> yeah. with like a little tiny airplane bottle of vodka <laughs> and like just like. <laughs> smashed true. it in the garbage can that's and what it sounded was, like and there was reverb on the audio non-stop yeah <laughs> so so yeah it sounded kind of like if we had turned up the reverb for this and, and it sounds like you're in a really small tin can over your head and mm. you're listening to yourself talk i mean that's what it, the audio was like it, yeah it was a little slapdash yeah and then they showed uh, then there so the gang is like three guys one guy's like got a rainbow tie-dye shirt and he had a big mole on his face mm-hmm. and there's another guy with oh he had like a great patch of hair on his head oh he did yeah so on purpose like a like designer on purpose, yeah like a design and then there was the guy who sat separately who, who looked like he was making himself up as the phantom of the opera kind of <laughs> like he looked like he looked like he got caught mid like makeup session and like some of the makeup was on with the eyeliner and the rest of it wasn't. Yep. And then there was the girl, the woman who was like a little bit on the heavier side, but not too much. No. And then, like I said, they get up and they see the, the, the boss smacking the hell out of this woman. Yep. And they kind of talk him out of it. And then the girl who's in the gang gets a phone call and she goes, huh? And like you said, they see the cops. Well, first of all, the cops all pull up in cars. And one of the cars was like yours. It was a Hyundai Elantra, wasn't it? It was. It was a nice and silver Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> it was. And uh, they all ran out of it. It was a Hyundai. I, I didn't get the third car. I think it was like a Ford Escape or something. Mm. Or, no, it wasn't an SUV. It might have been a Ford Focus. Um, maybe. Something like that. So it was a, yeah, the boss lady drove a Saab. Mm. Like it, I think it might have been convertible too. But with the top up. And then the other cops came in a Hyundai Elantra and like a Ford Escort. Yeah. So you can tell that like, I don't know, the budget wasn't there, but they were definitely trying to get some product placement in there. <laughs> so, and they all run yeah, out. Yeah, you, you know it's a problem when you go to like Hyundai and you're like, or, or not in Hyundai, you go to like a local dealership and you say, we're putting this, you know, this great TV show together. We want to get some, we need some vehicles. Let's have some product placement like what can you and they you know they look at their outreach and their budget and what they're about to go and they're like what can you give us you know what can you and they're like we have this fine 2002 silver hyundai elantra (laughs) (laughs) and then there was a car that the well first the cops let me let me get back to the cars First, the cops, like you pointed out, are running clear across the quad where everybody could see them. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing uh, uh, tactical about the way they're approaching the building. No. They're literally like a bunch of boys like, oh, there's cotton candy over there. Let's go get it. Yeah. I mean, literally yeah. like that. They were running. There was even one, there was one bit, there was a guy in, in the police who I could see didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> he was looking to his left at the other policeman to see how he was walking. It wasn't even running. It was when they were just walking. And he felt uncomfortable. And he's, it's like the thing that you do with people that 
the second you put a camera on them and they don't, suddenly they forget how to move their arms. Or it's like they realize they have hands for the first time in their life. They're like, oh, I have these things on the ends of my arms. What do I do with them? What, what does one do with these hands? And it, it's like he instantly felt that and started to look to the guy to his left like, what's he doing with his his legs and he was like oh one foot and the next foot and the next but he was looking the whole time like it was a dance routine like I have to get that figured out so they're running towards the quad and the woman in the gang gets a phone call from somebody that lets her know the cops are coming Mm. and then so the bad guy so the bad guy says oh the lead bad guy is like we gotta destroy this place so they're throwing gasoline everywhere including in the room with the girls and then they lock the girls in like this room with like a, a, a padlock. Yeah. Now, when the other girl was getting beat up, the woman in the gang was feeling really bad. Like obviously from her facial expressions, which she wasn't showing to the gang leader, but which led me to believe, and I said it, like I think she might be an undercover cop. Yeah, she's definitely had a, uh, a shifty, she had a conscience. Right, she had a conscience. And so they lock up the girls, they set the place on fire, the fire is going. And the girls are all like, uh, like hanging at the gate that they locked them in, mm-hmm. and they're banging on it. And she goes and cleverly palms the key to the padlock, and slaps the gate, as in to tell the women, "Stay away, you're burning. You know, you're gonna burn in hell." But the key obviously plops right out of her hand and falls on the floor right in front of the girls. Yeah. And then all the bad guys they bust out a window. They all get away, and they're all running away. And two cops, like, corner them, or jump them, and like, like you said, it wasn't even a proper tackle. It was like, kind of like, when a kid tries to tackle you and just kind of hugs you around the arms and slides down, like, yeah. until he's around for your knees, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And the main bad guy comes, and just like, kung fu's the hell out of everybody. Yeah. And they get away again, and there's another group of cops comes along, and they split up, and the girl in the gang, and the gang leader, take off in one direction. And the boss of the cops, the, the girl, the, the woman, she goes after the, the gang leader. Somehow she knew he was the gang leader right away. Uh-huh. And she sends the rest of her cop squad after everybody else. Yeah, we well, guess he was the one. It's like, there's one in tie-dye, one with makeup, That's the right. dude with the gray hair, or and, the, and like, the yeah. butch lady. I, I think it's the guy who looks most likely like he's just... A criminal. A normal guy. He will be the leader. <laughs> He'll be the leader, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sideshow. And he had facial hair, which you already commented That's on. That's right. He had a little thin mustache and a little patch of hair on his chin. Yeah. And as we all know, you got facial hair. You're either a bad guy or you're a tortured soul, mm-hmm. which we'll get to later. Yeah. Right? So so, so our girl goes chasing after the, the, the butch lady. And Why do we think they set fire to this place, by the way? To destroy evidence. And so there, there are no witnesses as to who kidnapped them. I think they were trying to like burn the girls so to death. Ah. Uh, Although technically, if no one came along, they would have probably died of smoke inhalation before they. Yeah. I mean, just because it's like there's nothing incriminating about a bunch of like burnt bodies in a in a abandoned warehouse. Like that's really not going to make them, you know, search more. Right. Yeah. A little, a little bit confusing. And, and, and I mean, we didn't see either. Like. What exactly, like you said, my guessing, there was nothing there of any, like, it's not like there was, like, a warehouse full of drugs or stolen loot or or cash or anything that they would set the fire, which leads me to believe that the reason for the fire in the script is to show just 
what bad guys these guys are. Mm. That they're going to burn, like, what was it, like 10 girls yeah. alive just so there are no witnesses, just to show, like, how... That's how bad they are. How bad they are. I think that's that was a plot point for that. Yeah. So then, so then um, our boss uh, cop, she's chasing after them, and then the butch lady splits up from the uh, 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 gang leader, and the boss lady runs after the gang leader. And then the two groups of cops are chasing like a group, the the left, the three other guys, like makeup dude, tie dye boy, and 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 gray gray patch, mm-hmm. and. A car's coming along, another very used-looking car. And the one guy picks up a brick, throws it in the window, the car hits the brakes, they run over, pull the car, pull the doors open, yank everybody out of the car, get in the car, and they take off. Yeah. And they get away from the cops, got free. And that car also looked, it, that looked to be like a 19, I want to say like 91 to Honda Prelude or something like that. It was, mm-hmm. I think one of the car dealerships from Route 46 was sponsoring that show, actually. The ah, used car dealership. That makes sense. Yeah. I think they like called and like, listen, we need like four cars. We really don't have more than $6,000 to give you. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we got a nice selection for you. We got a Saab. We got a Hyundai. Yeah. We got an Escape and an old Prelude. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. That because that's sense. literally what it looked like. It the did look like that. Like it was from a used car lot. I've, I've never seen in any movie or TV show, I think, the tactic of if you need to hijack a car to throw a brick at the windshield. It's an interesting tactic. I mean, yeah, it certainly true. stops the car. It does. But it also really screws up your getaway vehicle yeah, because that's hard. That's yeah. pretty tough to have to it's deal hard. with. And also very obvious. But actually, in this case, he hit... The windshield on the left-hand side, if you're in the car, mm. and the steering wheels in China are on the right-hand side, much like in the UK. So technically, the driver's side of the windshield wasn't busted. It was the passenger side oh, of the windshield that's true. was busted. That is true. But the doors are all unlocked as well. That's the other thing. The doors were what? Unlocked. I mean, they just opened the doors. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they weren't. He wasn't like locked in there. No, no, no. Which yeah. is one of those things. But you're right. I've never quite seen a car stop. Like usually, on the TV or crime show, somebody would just run in front of the car and make them hit the brakes, and then like and then just get them out. Yeah. Get them out the car. Yeah. Which is interesting. And yeah. This is why it needs to be the old cars as well, because I was thinking when that happens, I was like, if, if my wife's car, for example, is a, it's like a Volkswagen um, thing. I don't know what you call it. Jetta. Uh, Jetta. There you go. Um, but it's a it's a very new one. It's like from this year. And it has, a, you know, it's one of those things where you have the key, you need the keys to be in the car right. for the car to start. Right. And if you, you know, if you just happen to have the keys in your handbag, the car will still start or in your pocket, it'll still start. Right. But then someone chucks you out of the car <laughs> and you're like, so always have your keys in your pocket because well, someone jacks your car and you're just all of a sudden they're left just sitting in the car. It's not starting. You know what? Also fortunate enough, it wasn't like an American car. Mm. Because when you engage, like especially if it's on automatic, when you engage, all the doors lock automatically. So that person would have been in drive, and they would have been able to pull out the pull, pull open the doors and get the people out. Yeah, the doors would have been locked. Mm-hmm. And then that would have taken up precious times, and the cops could have caught up to them. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. Know. They got away. They did go away. And then the scene goes to the police station. Which yeah. I said looked almost like the police station in Border Town, but you like corrected me and said 
Actually, what it looks more like is like a T-Mobile store in the mall. Yeah. And it did. Lots of glass. Lots and, of glass. You know, little kind of just pointless tables in the middle of rooms with nothing on them <laughs> that would otherwise have handsets on them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, and so, um, what I got from that... So, the, the boss lady is like basically chastising everybody for like a busted bus. Yeah, she screams at them. She's she, like, and, and da, point, da! She, Yeah, she really like. And mm. then the one guy lifts his hand up, and then what makes me think is like, oh, that's what makes me think that the butch lady is actually an undercover cop because mm. he sent her a heads up that they were coming to bust them. Yeah, and that's why he was like getting yelled at. Mm-hmm. And then they show the criminals that met up in a, in a safe house somewhere, right? They they they. Uh, uh, um, after they split up, they obviously had a place that they were gonna uh, uh, meet up again. Yeah. And he and and the leader of the gang asks everybody for their cell phones to see because so, he actually says something at one point, and you know the music kind of comes on. It's like oh, and it was basically to the effect of we got a rat, mm-hmm. we got a rat here, boys, we got a rat, and everyone's like oh. right. And so let me see everybody's cell phones. So everybody puts their cell phones down, and he's looking through them. Then they go back to the police station. And this was the one that threw me. Um, the police, the lady in charge of the unit, and they, were, they all had CID on their vests. And like you said, it was like, mm. oh, they call them CID over there too? And the, of course, the odd thing was that like they had somebody that was missing, a girl. It was like Zeta Chan. And all her descriptions were written in like Latin alphabet in English. Yeah. On the poster board. And it was just kind of like, uh, Why? I don't understand. Yeah, that was confusing. Yeah, and and it described that her uh, her um, yes. race was yeah, Chinese. Yeah, they, they had her listed. It was like um, female. I don't remember if they had the year. And it said nationality Indonesian, hmm. race Chinese. And it was kind of like, hmm, okay, not quite sure that's how it works, but all right, you know, it's yeah. a show. This is this is, we're getting into nitpicker stuff, you know, like what's happening behind the screen. So the boss lady meets with another woman who's wearing like a fashion U.S. Army, Marines, Air Force kind of jacket. I'm like, and at first I'm confused because I'm like, is she like a liaison with the U.S. military? Is this operation a lot bigger than we think it is? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not quite sure what's going on. And you pointed out, I was like, no, I think it's just a fashion thing because it did have all the different branch services on there. So I was like, oh, okay. So she's just... Was shopping at Mandy's or, or, or the Gap. A bit or inappropriate for, you know, a the police, police officer, station. though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a bit inappropriate. And then we go back to... She might as well have had a t-shirt on that said FBI female booby inspector. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so, it goes from there back to the bad guy's hideout. And, and the main bad guy has gone through everybody's cell phones. And obviously didn't find any incriminating, like, texts, calls, messages, whatever. Mm. And he tells everybody to take their phones away. And then our lady, which I assume, which I think is undercover, reaches for her cell phone. And, of course, last, she reaches for it. And he grabs her arm and pulls out a knife. Yes. Oh, but I skipped over the part. He actually fought our boss cop lady in a warehouse. Oh, she he went did. in after him with a gun, and he like dis- he disarmed her, and they were coming fooling each other for a while, and then he got away. Yeah, and she was pissed off because you know 
she got the jump on her. Um, so back now, and he's got that knife like in the butch lady's face, like he's gonna stab her, and he's telling her some really like intense because he didn't raise his voice. He's just kind of. You know, like we were just this. I bet it, I, I could tell it was like the equivalent of like uh, he was saying, like, you know, back 20 years ago, I was in a group of people and we did this thing, and then there was a rat, and we found the rat, and we tied them by their legs uh, up uh, above a, a barrel of rats. And sprinkle their body with cheese. <laughs> and we lowered them down into the barrel of rats. And we left them there for four hours. And then we came back. And they were pretty much the same. But the cheese had fallen off. <laughs> and the rats were just eating the cheese from the bottom of the barrel. Right. And, 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 and then we just had to just shoot them. <laughs> and... You know, so that will happen again. <laughs> I, I think you're right. I think that's exactly what he was saying. Yeah. Um, that's what her face conveyed to that's me. What, that's what her face and his face conveyed. I mean, mm-hmm. Yes. And then, so we have that scene. And now it goes, and now in the des- description of the show, it was about a hard-nosed detective. And we have yet to see this guy. I think we saw him for like a brief like second early on mm. in the 20 minutes. Like he was... That's right. He was talking to some woman in a restaurant. And they were talking like... And then she left. And I think the woman he was talking to was the like head cop. Oh, okay. And um, they go to him visiting her. At the end of the day, all the other cops have gone home. And she's, of course, like stressed now. Because their operation was ruined. And she's got to figure out how to find these guys that kidnapped these girls. Because they were trying to put them on fire. And he comes in. And he's... Got a suit on, shirt, no tie, right? Or was a tie? He had a tie, he had a tie in the police station. Okay, yeah. So loosen, but like two buttons unbuttoned. He's very casual. Mm-hmm. This is obviously our hard-nosed detective. Mm-hmm. And you can just tell by the way he's walking that he's got a soul-rending history that we don't know about yet. Yeah. And which we didn't. And so he chats to her, and he's kind of telling her, it looks like he's giving her a pep talk, like kind of win some, lose some, you know, the keep your chin up, kid, that kind of stuff. But it was it was a long scene. There was a, it was just a scene of them talking. Yes. With no incidental background music. No. No mood lighting. No. Like, Although the offices were dark. The offices were dark, and they were just talking for like. Yes. It felt like four minutes. Maybe <laughs> it wasn't that long. It felt like four minutes of conversation. <laughs> I, it was way too long, was my point. It's just, it just was, a long conversation. It was a long conversation. And then the two of them end up going for a drink. Yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> and here's our hard-nosed detective mm-hmm. and our cop lady. And they're in some place and somebody brings a drink. And oh, the hard-nosed detective is having strawberry margaritas. It's literally like a blended frozen strawberry margarita mm-hmm. with a maraschino cherry on top. Yeah. And he already went through one. And our cop lady has a glass of, like, champagne. Yeah. Like, like, Dom or something. You know, yeah. Like, what kind of salaries do the cops get in China? Because this is like... And first of all, why... The hard-boiled, you know, hard-nosed detectives, like, Oh, can I have Shirley Temple, please? I'll have another. Hold the temple. I mean, it was just like, why is he having mm-hmm. strawberry margaritas? Which is very... 
And then they kind of do some flashback stuff. And you see, he was a cop. Yeah. And he worked on a case. And it was his girlfriend, fiance, wife, one of the three. Uh, it looked like they'd used the set from the same thing earlier as yeah, well. Absolutely. The same exact place. <laughs> the same exact place. Like they just shot it with different actors earlier yes, in the day. Yes, yes. And he's one of the cops, and he, they run basically. I'm pretty sure it was the same building. <laughs> he runs through, he beats up a couple of bad guys. God, that building. And, and I mean, to his credit, it was like the fight choreography was good. Like it, mm. it looked believable. And he, he beats the cops up. It was like all of the Jet Li, Jackie Chan police dramas mm-hmm. and he runs in and there's his girlfriend fiance wife whichever one she happens to be tied up all bloody with really really bad makeup a little bit of rouge by the side of her head yeah what looked like what looked like actually somebody took the strawberry margarita that he was drinking and kind of like sprinkled it on her for the blood effect yeah and and then he, of course, unties her and drops her down, and he's all in tears and does the obligatory, God! Yeah. <laughs> Shatner, just like screaming, yeah. God! For like a good 15, 30 mm. seconds. And then they cut back to the bar where he's with the cop lady, and he's squeezing the Shirley Temple or strawberry margarita, whatever it is, so yeah. hard you think he's going to break it, but he doesn't. He doesn't. And this was like the empty one he was doing. So kudos to the guy. You're not going to want to waste a nice glass of booze that you just paid for, even if it is a strawberry Even though he's on a frozen strawberry margarita, you can tell that he's got no joy in his life because, if you notice this, he didn't eat the cherry. No. From either. Even the one, the the old one, is still in there in the bottom. Yes. There is nothing more indicative of a man that just has no joy left in his heart than he doesn't doesn't even eat the cherry. cherry. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah, he's, he's done. What's the point anymore? No, what is it? Yeah, it was, it was it sad was, to see. It was heart-wrenching. He had one button undone. I don't know if you noticed this. He, he didn't have the tie in this scene. Right. He had one button undone in his shirt, yeah. um, which is a very clean shirt. Very clean. Very well put together. Yeah. But apart from the fact that he looked absolutely nothing like it, he was a mess. He was a mess. He was, I mean, he wasn't, Particularly acting like it, but he was in this. And he also had the little, like, mini, like, goatee. He did, and in the flashback, he had no facial yeah, hair. Yeah, no flat. Back yeah, when he was shaven. virtuous. Yes. And but now he's now, like oh. an anti-hero. Oh, yeah. Sort of like the strawberry margarita punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what he was going to. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was just like that. And, like, and they're doing the se- they're doing shot scenes. So they're doing a close-up of him. Then they're doing a two-shot. And they're doing a lot of o- OTS with him being in the OTS. And then they would do a close-up of her. And I don't know who the DP... That means over the shoulder. Over the shoulder, yeah, sorry, folks. So, and then they would cut to her, her close-up. <laughs> and I don't know who the director of photography was for that, the cinematographer. But her head was completely to the left side of the screen and just like blurry background to the right. And I was like... I think it was a uh, squinty Jim. <laughs> is that one? Is <laughs> famous, that famous Chinese cinematographer squinty Jim. <laughs> squinty Jim has won several Oscars, not Oscars, Oscars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, so I, was, I mean, it was one. Of the, I'm like, all right, is somebody going to come into focus? Is you know a gun going to appear behind her head? You know, are the bad mm-hmm. guys going to? Re- and they just kept on going back and forth, like. A close-up of him, 
close-up of her, half the screen, with the blurry lights in the background. I was like, I, I didn't quite understand why the story was being told this way. Yeah. I don't, I'm going to have to email Squint to Jim Squint and to get Jim. to the bottom of this. It was a very strange... And like I said before, it was an odd choice this month, the frozen strawberry margarita for continuity's sake, like a drink that people don't realise this that I'm familiar with in films. Next time you watch, if you haven't noticed it, in it's the hardest and worst scene to have to film in film and TV is someone eating or drinking. Yes. Uh, eating is actually the hardest. Drinking yes. is fine. Smoking is also a tough one. Yeah. But at least then you just have to keep relighting cigarettes. Yeah. Drink, you just have to, you know, you have you water, you just keep level. you just keep filling it. Yeah. The hardest thing is food because you just have to make it look like you're playing with your food but you never really eat it. Yeah. It's a lot of bringing the food up to your mouth and then it cut away from you. And, 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 and for, for people that don't know, this is why script supervisors are actually the highest paid people on set mm. because they keep track of all of this. Yeah. You know, the really good ones, they know exactly where every bottle was, how full it was, where, you know, every drink, like you said, every piece of food, all of that. They keep track of that when they, you know, uh, let's take another take. They bring it back to the to, 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 to beginning and, and yeah. Yeah. So frozen margarita, probably the worst. Worst choice. Probably the worst choice. Worst. It, you know, it, this melting. And, and here's the one that kills me. Like, you're right. <laughs> It is a terrible choice. Why not just a glass of water with ice in it so we think it's, I don't know, tequila, gin, mm. vodka, something. Well, that's why all these hardness detectives drink whiskey. Stop. It's just yeah. apple juice. It's you just right. keep putting or the apple juice tea. back. Just pour yeah. It in. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So the strawberry margarita definitely like had us uh, a chuckling quite a bit because he was a Why is he not drinking scotch if he's a hard nosed detective? Why is he drinking a strawberry margarita? I. That, I guess those are stereotypes that stereotype that Asians can't hold their liquor particularly. That is like an there old, is that. So perhaps... Maybe. She wasn't worried about the champagne, though. No, no, no. The no, champagne no. will get you boozy pretty fast. Yeah. That was even weird. Now I think about it, it's even weirder that she was drinking champagne. What? She was congratulating herself on fucking up that yeah. day. <laughs> she was drinking champagne. <laughs> oh, I got rid of those smokes for a few hours. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, and really, and because he's talking about his dead girlfriend and she's drinking champagne. It's like, yeah. There is some soft jazz going on in the background as well. There was, yeah. There was some... It, and it, it was, it, yeah, it was a bit of a hoity... I shouldn't say hoity-toity. It was a bit of a, a schnazzy night spot, too, mm. by the decor and everything. It was obviously something like that margarita was at least $15. You know, it, 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 this wasn't a... Four ninety nine margarita from TGI Friday. Maybe that's it. Maybe they were showing he is a man of expensive tastes. Ooh. He's decadent. He's just throwing money away because ah. he's so distraught. He's having these strawberry margaritas. <laughs> the height of decadence within the Chinese municipality. <laughs> that's, yeah. I. Yeah. Perhaps. So, what do we think is going on here? Um, what I think is going on here yes. is um, should I go first or you want you can go first okay okay I think they're chasing the bad guy and because he had facial hair and our like anti-hero had facial hair mm -hmm. it's gonna turn out the bad guy is his like long lost brother or something okay or that, where they were just, this was just a bunch of thugs and they were just kind of like a, a false lead. Mm -hmm. And our anti-hero actually 
is a split personality and goes out and kills people. And that's why he's haunted. He doesn't know that he's doing that himself. But his brain is telling him he's haunted. And the only way to drown this haunt is with a strawberry margarita. That's what I think. Wow. That's complicated. That's a deep... That really is an unriddle. Yeah, it's, it's an unriddle. Yeah. What about you? What, what, what's, what's your take on this? Sex school. <laughs> Just like that. It's so cool. Yeah. With the... <laughs> <laughs> You should have seen the determination in this young man's face. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I think. Sex school. Mm -hmm. So those girls were in detention that were all tied up and getting smacked around for being bad girls. Because I would think in a sex school if you're a bad girl, that's good. Mm. I... Well, this is where the riddle is. I mean, it's unriddle. It's a complex set. It already prepared us. It's a complex story mm. with complicated issues um, yes. going on, I think. So, sex school? I think sex school. Uh-huh. Um, so, what was the function of the police in regards to the sex school? Well, I, I perhaps... Um, I guess they were... I don't know. Sex police? Perhaps? I don't know. Um, I think you're grasping for straws. Sex Sex school, you almost have, like, something going on there. Sex police, that's a little corny. Um, It's just, it's so complicated. It's, it's, very it's just riddle. so complicated. Yes, There's so is. many levels. It's true. That it's just, um, it, you know, it's like they don't want us to think that's what is going on the whole time. I mean, that's what I'm seeing beyond. That's what I see. Ah, I'm looking so beyond the... Beyond riddle. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's just, uh, they don't want you to think that. I think they want you to think it's something else. But They think it's a police show, and when it's all about the sex school all along. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's something. Okay. Something. A sex school. Yeah. I like the sound of that. Mm. I do. That's that's what I think. Um, Uh. I mean, but it is probably the worst thing we've seen. I would have to say that. I think it's. In terms of TV shows? In terms of TV shows, I think it's probably the worst. I mean, the audio. In terms of just quality. The audio was absolutely terrible. Much like our own podcast audio. But worse, Mm. I would have to say, actually. Yeah. Um, the acting was, I'm trying to think like who was the best actor in the bunch. I think it was like the main bad guy was. Well, there was, the bad guy had a best friend. He had like a second in command that didn't do much. He didn't really say anything. If you remember the, the makeup guy. Oh, no, 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 at the, when they, when they met up again. Yeah. Yes, he looked, he, yes. he looked good. He had a very serious face all the time. Yes, yes, He yes, had a yes, very yes. straight face, very serious. Yes, yes, and he, he, yeah, he was kind of the voice of reason. Mm. As much as things could be reasonable about committing crimes. He seemed pretty, he seemed pretty good. Yes. Um, yeah, I guess a hard-nosed cop, you know, I mean, he, 
Maybe he's. I he shattered it for me. He shattered. Yeah, he shattered it for mm. me. It was when he did the whole con bit. Yeah, that was a little over the top, actually. Uh, otherwise, the way he was caressing that strawberry margarita was. Yeah. That was, was. That was at least you know it's like, you know I would send that in to the Emmy panel mm. and be like yeah. for your consideration. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, but but really, it was terrible. I think I think across board it was pretty pretty dire pretty bad that was a bad show which for whatever reason netflix has really like decided to tell me some shows are better than others all of a sudden because mm-hmm. i think i mentioned it last week ingobernable yep. like it ended up with like four and a half stars on my netflix thing where the week before it was like a star and a half and i could not figure out how it got to four and a half yeah. stars in like a week this podcast is messing with your Netflix algorithm, it is destroying it. It's, it's just seeing <laughs> this guy likes this, he likes that, he likes this. He's gonna love He's everything. Gonna everything we throw at him. Yeah, it's yeah. really throwing. Because we said this before, it used to just be a star system based on you know average rating, but now it's they changed it. So it's yes. this algorithm based on things you've liked in the past, and they estimate how many stars they think you would give it, or. Uh, it's complicated, but basically you've ruined it for yourself. I, yeah, I, I, pretty much. But here's my thing about that. Why don't you just go about how many actual minutes I've watched of a show? Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm sitting there and, <laughs> and, and I've gone through like seven episodes, uh, seven seasons, like in a weekend, yeah. you'd imagine that I really like the show because I spent literally the last 72 hours just watching some TV show. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, yeah, this dude really likes this show. But the fact that I watched 20 minutes of the show and they're like, oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I don't get that. No, no, that, yeah, so that's not true. So, yeah, come on, Netflix. Get, yeah. your, get your act get, together. Get, get it together, Netflix. Come on. So, all right. So then you say it's a sex school. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And basically the everyday in and out of workings of sex school? I, I mean, I just, I don't, I mean, look, I have a feeling. I have no evidence to support it. Right. I really didn't see anything that looked anything like it. There was no evidence. I don't uh-huh. think we saw it. But look, we only watched the middle 20 minutes. This is true. So... There could have been a whole lot of sexing going on. Yeah. And not only that, wasn't it like 40 episodes of that show? There was, yeah, there were 40 episodes. It was two seasons, two years between the first and second season. Yeah. So well, I guess 20 episodes each or something. I mean, it's a sex school. You're shooting... On set every day for 14, 16 hours. Yeah. You got to take a couple of years off. In oh, 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 yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just to get your hips realigned, if nothing yeah, else. Well, yeah, of course, of course, yeah. So, Makes sense. All right, all right. Um, so I think that's what we think is going on here for Unriddle. That's what I think, yeah. Yeah, I think we've solved Riddle. Have we re-riddled? Re-riddled? Re-riddled. Re-riddled. I think we've re-riddled Unriddle. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. I'm good with that. Yeah, me too. I think, okay. that's... I think that's fair. All right. All right. And now how about the foods? You got uh, on our scale from one to five, what do you give uh, your Blake from Crossroads Deli? I give it uh-huh. a 4.1. 4.1. 4.1. That's fair. That is fair. I give my Jake... I give my Jake a, 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 a four. Four. A four. Mm-hmm. I'm not too keen on Thousand Island dressing, mm-hmm. but that's okay. I mean, it, it was okay. 
But, you know, the lettuce is fresh, the tomatoes are fresh, the bacon is nice. It's a huge amount of food. The it is a big amount. I feel like I might have given it more if it was slightly smaller, which sounds strange because I might not have had to eat. I didn't need to eat it all, but I will eat it all. So right. it's, it, in, it's put in front of me, I'm eating it. It put me like two bites over the edge of like, nah, it's a bit much for lunch. Yes. But um, but it, it it it's a nice, generous portion. Yes. And everything was fresh and, you know. Oh yeah, it really was. Very tasty. Yeah, very tasty. Okay. And what about for our libation, our Brooklyn summer ale to celebrate the summer with? Um, I think I would give it a... Hmm. I would give it a 3.6. Okay. 3.6. I enjoyed it. It was very nice. I like how I would be able to drink a lot of this. I'd be able to drink several of these um, and I'd feel good. Um, for me, it's a little bit, it was a little bit kind of, um, it wasn't as complex as sometimes the Brooklyn, they have these very interesting beers. And for right. me, it was, it was a good beer. Mm. But it's not what I would uh, usually think of when I think of a Brooklyn summer. It's not what I think. It, to me, it tasted very much. I don't know if it's because it used British, what did it say, British uh, barley. Mm. But it, it tasted very much like a British lager. In England, lager uh. tastes like a British lager, which is which is fine, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. good. But um, yeah, it just wasn't what I would expect. If I bought it, it's not uh-huh. what I would have expected. Uh-huh. But for what it was, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I would give the summer ale. And I've tried other summer ales as well. They had a little bit of an after flavor for me. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't a terrible thing, but it, it was just like... I can't quite put my finger on what, what it quite was. I mean, it was nice. Like you said, it's an easy beer to drink. I would have no problems if like I was at a party and this this was all they had to drink. You know, yeah. in the summertime... Um, I'm good. You know, it's not like I'm like, okay, give me a gin and tonic because this beer sucks. And yeah. I'm not doing that. Um, I, you know, I guess I should give it the grade first. I, I'd give this one a, I'd give this one a three, three and a half, three and three quarters. Hmm, okay. So right around with you. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll say 3.75 is what I'd give it. Yeah. Because um, it's easy to drink. It's got a, 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 a bit of a lagerish taste, and it's got a bright kind of almost citrusy thing going on. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's because of the other ones I've tried. It's almost like it's not enough of a citrusy thing going on. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much because, I mean, if you go to citrusy now, is it even a beer anymore? Or is it like a Gosa style beer? Or is it a Shandy? You know, not, not that far. But it's... It, I feel like it just came a little bit short of being like really bright to be like a nice. Yeah, for me this was crisp. a weak lager. Like for example, with lagers, generally in England, to make a shandy, you would have lager and lemonade. Right. Or you can have a bitter shandy, which is like a, a bitter, which we call a bitter, which would be like an, an ale, like a beer beer mm-hmm. with um, lemonade, which is very nice. Um, but in, in England, if you'd have had this, if you use this to make a shandy. Uh-huh. It would come out just tasting like lemonade. I think it would be too too much. Too, it's already too light that I wouldn't be able to make a good shandy out of this. Right. I think it was too much already there. Right, right, right. Um, so I always want a little bit more 
right. on the air. On the, on the beer side. But to be fair, it's a summer ale. You know, it's what it's trying to be. So yes, yes, yes. No, right, right. right. It'd be too harsh well, like on I said, it. if I was at a party and that's all they had to drink, I'd be more than happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely beats, you know, light beer. Like a, you know, whatever. Bud Light or something. Oh, yeah. With that. No. Whoa, yeah. yeah. They're not even in the same conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's very crisp. It was very light. It was yes. very, it was refreshing, you know. Yeah. Um, I would actually, I would actually suggest this as a beer to someone who usually likes those sorts of beers, the Bud Lights, the Coors Lights, the Miller, whatever. As an intro to... As an intro to a more, like, crafty, more independent brewery beer. You know what? Yes. Yes. I, I, I agree with This that. is the sort of thing, if I brought it around to someone at a party and it was mostly that sort of drink, is people would drink this. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, bringing a, an IPA or, like, a, you know, a Blue Moon or something where people might be like, ooh, I'm not drinking that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, there you go, folks. So, uh, we re-riddled on Riddle. Yes. And we both agree that it's technically and um, performance-wise, that's definitely a one-and-a-half-star show. Pretty bad. It's a yeah. pretty bad show. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was... Um, our, our sandwiches from Crossroads Deli got solid Bs to B pluses, yep. I'd say. Um, Brooklyn Summer Nail, well, Bs. 4.1 and 4.0. That's that's a nice, respectable score. Yeah. Out of five. Five being basically like, you know, yeah. tear-inducing sandwich. But, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Brooklyn Summer Ale, we gave it a... Sean, you gave it a 3.6. I gave it a 3.75. And I think that brings episode 11 to a close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was, it was a good episode. I mean, it was a... You know, the, the show was a bit... Yeah. The show was a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. so it's, it's, sometimes it's fun to see a bad show. Yeah. This one, I felt I just kind of, I was just a little bit disappointed by it. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was just a little too. Well, it's kind of like I felt like episode nine we did and 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 eight. The shows were a little bit too cliche. Mm. And when it's cliche, there's really not. It's just like, ah, oh, well, yeah, okay, it's the same story. It's just a different package. Yeah. And it's a little too cliche and there's really not that much to draw on it and, and, and you know, there's not that much fun to be had with it because it's just like uh, Yeah, it's formulaic, yeah. Formulaic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little bit cliche. This one wasn't so much cliche as it was just bad. Just bad. Just bad. <laughs> yeah, it was just bad. Which you know, already it gives you things to talk about, but it's bad. Like I wasn't enjoying I was like, ooh, and then this terrible thing happened. It's just like it's just a series of kind of depressingly bad things. <laughs> it was depressing. The only actually bright note no, no pun intended, was a strawberry margarita, which just had me in hysterics. Yeah, that was... Here's a hard-nosed cop with a couple of strawberry margaritas and, and maraschino. And I cherries. hope that goes through the series. I hope that's... A, <laughs> that's he keeps going. <laughs> or just variously, as he gets more and more depressed and more dark, he just has more and more extravagant drinks. To the end, he's got like a Karma Miranda, like, <laughs> fireworks, like, spraying, like, you that know, Blue be... Lagoon, banana sticking out of it. <laughs> that would be absolutely phenomenal. And then just do a montage of all just like wacko drinks that he's drinking yeah. in his depressed state. Yeah. Well, Maybe that's his Kojak. That's his like his, his lollipop. His lollipop. Yeah. Which explains why he's depressed. Mm-hmm. And strawberry margarita. That ex- it works perfectly with your sex school theory. Mm-hmm. He's been denied application time and time again. Oh. And he drowns his sorrow in the strawberry margarita. He's just in a constant like sugar like low. <laughs> just just pancreas have had it. Yeah. So there's no more insulin to be made. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, folks. <laughs> That's our show. Uh, we'll see you next time.